subject of where is a pretty big one. It can refer to a specific spot on earth or a place in memory. It can refer to a page in a book, to a scene in a movie. Remember Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca? We'll always have Paris. And for the rest of us, we love Pascagoula. This is our native land. Here's my favorite spot. Here's where it happened. In this podcast, I want to reflect a little on the importance of place in our lives. By the way, shouldn't Ingrid Bergman have delivered that line about Paris? She was doing the consoling, wasn't she? Let's start with home. Robert Frost's great line about that most important place. He said that home is where they've got to take you in. Home base. News report, fugitive was found in a small building in back of his home. I don't know the statistics, but for many people I've encountered in my life, where they grew up is a most cherished place in memory. My friend Wayne fondly remembers growing up with his large Irish family in a small apartment on Chicago's north side with four sisters and one bathroom for the whole family. But that place and that time inspire nostalgia for him whenever the subject of home comes up. So we often attach a strong memory to a place. Where's that place over the rainbow where bluebirds fly? Where were you when you got the news you were accepted into college? Where were you when Kennedy was shot? I was a junior in English class in college when the news of Kennedy's assassination came. Luckily, it was my last class of the day, and I immediately headed to the bus stop for my job two hours ahead of time. I was working then at WSBT News in South Bend, and I knew it was going to be a very long shift for the six of us in the news department. I was exiting a gondola in Venice five years later when I heard from a guy at a newsstand shouting out in broken English that John's brother Bobby had been shot. Place is a reference point for those big moments in our lives. You didn't just go to college, you went to Madison or Ann Arbor or St. Louis. You have that city reference as well as the school's name to remember. We don't always go to the cabin in the woods, we go to the lake or to Wisconsin or to South Haven. Those names can be a stand-in for where my cabin is, where my heart is, where my mother lives, where I commute to work. Where did you find your thrill? On Blueberry Hill. Where did that terrible thing happen? On the Tallahatchie Bridge, of course. Place is also dominant in our lives even as we don't even think about it. We just say it. As I get older, place takes on a new dimension. Or is it dementia? Where did I put my keys? Place can become terrifying. Not long ago, I purchased a used car to take to my daughter in Seattle. My son was staying the night with me in Evanston. He wanted to take the car out for a little test drive. When he returned, he handed the keys to me. Or did he? And if he did, what did I do with them? We spent at least an hour trying to remember where the keys were. We looked in the basement, where he came in. We looked all over the condo. Nothing. Maybe if we slept on it, someone would remember. I took off my shorts to get ready for bed. 
There was a lump in the back pocket. Yes, it was the keys. Why were the keys in the back pocket? Because both front pockets of the shorts had holes in them. I concluded the shorts were bad luck and tossed them, especially since the night before I had also been wearing them and I had misplaced the keys again. Technology these days can prevent such problems, so would me being a little smarter. Place is important as the setting for memorable events in our lives. We had a destination wedding. Our family reunion was on the Outer Banks. We celebrated our anniversary at Graceland. In an earlier podcast in this series, titled Tour to Food, we talked about location as an integral part of going out to eat. A honeymoon dinner on a rainy night in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Beignets in a park in New Orleans. Dinner in downtown Denver with a nonagenarian owner who hunted with Buffalo Bill. Place is such an integral part of our lives, of everything we do, even eat. A few years ago, I read a book review about a novel where two characters, I think it was a mother and a young son, spend the whole time in a 10 by 10 room. Do you have a favorite room at home? A special place? I have a couple in my second story apartment. The living room. It was the reason I wanted to buy this arts and crafts style 1928 flat to begin with. It's a long room perpendicular to the rest of the apartment. It's, it's like the top of the letter T. When you come in the front door, you can turn left to a dining room, but you're drawn to the right because of the size of this room and the light from its many windows. The living room stretches across the entire front width of the building. As you enter, your eyes are drawn to the right again to a large fireplace, the focal point of the room. In front are six large windows looking onto the street. There are three couches, two seating areas, and a piano on the left wall. I use this great room, as I call it, in the morning. I turn on my old-fashioned stereo and classical music comes forth. I enter with a cup of coffee, something to munch on, and my phone, wherein I read two online newspapers. For up to an hour, as the light grows stronger, I become centered and ready to take on the day. The other favorite room, don't laugh now, is the bathroom. It is the perfect room in the apartment, small, narrow, efficient, with old-fashioned pink tile, a space-saving Euro sink, and a modern black and white wallpaper to match the old small 20s-style tile on the floor. And as I sit on the throne, my mind is comforted by the efficiency and beauty of the space. For children, stories of happy places are a comfort as well. I think back to my childhood. My mother acquired from someone a set of books called Childcraft, which I still own. As a young child, I would often look at the various volumes, one being illustrated poems, another lessons, and stories from American history, and a story volume of pictures of children making crafts. It was my place of wonder and learning. Many city people today find places of respite in parks, in the woods, at the beach, even in cemeteries. Not so much now, but originally cemeteries were planned as places where people of this world 
could commune with departed family, lovers, friends, even pets. One of the great things about living in Chicago is that we not only have beaches and a great collection of urban parks that have been designed by some of the best landscape architects our country ever produced, Olmsted, Caldwell, Jensen, and others, but we also have a wonderful collection of forest preserves that circle the metro area and provide city people with a walk in the woods, a place to get away from congestion, noise, and traffic. We should all think more about the important places in our lives, those special places in our home where we can renew, that building where we can go to enjoy making music or viewing great art, that bar where we have a social life. Cheers, anyone? That office where we enjoy the camaraderie of fellow workers. Forget that remote working stuff. So we all have places we share and enjoy with others, and we all have places wherever where we commemorate important moments in our lives. And we all have places where we find solace and renewal. And of course, there are the dark places, those places we've had bad memories about, where our father died, where a little child was kidnapped, that old basement or attic said to be haunted, Dark places are the stuff of mystery stories. Can you think of a place like that where you would not like to go? Some people feel that way about funeral homes or hospitals. Lots of people feel that way about dentist offices. The mainstay of Halloween, remember, is the haunted house, right? On the brighter side, there are the endless t-shirts, sweatshirts, and the like that people parade around in remembering and advertising the city they just visited and the good time they had. Vegas, New York, Miami, gosh, even Chicago, would you believe? It seems that place occupies, excuse me, an overwhelming place in our lives. It is a setting for our lives, or as it was so well put in the musical Hamilton, the room where it happens. That's it. 